Welcome, Grand Forks, to another edition of Iki Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source, where everything is weird, 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 weird. So tonight, we're going to be doing the movie Thor, for reasons that I'll explain in a little bit here. Yes, it's been a while since you busted that one out there, Icky. What do you mean? Your catchphrase. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a spell. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about Thor too. I think this is the first time you covered a Marvel Cinematic Universe film on the show. You've covered some other comic book movies, I believe, if I remember right, like Spawn and uh, Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman Forever. So I think this is your first Marvel film. I'm looking forward to talking about it, but we want to talk about another place you can catch awesome movies, and that's our friends at the River Cinema and the Shire Bar and Grill, where we want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured movies are Maybe I Do, Magic Mike 3, Sun, and... In Infinity Pool. You can find all the listings of all the films and showtimes at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about their specials, $5 movies on Tuesday all day long, and the $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesday and Thursdays. River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, their website is morefamilytheaters.com. So, Icky, what inspired you to make the original Thor movie from, uh, from 2011, your first Marvel movie to talk about on the show? Well, you know, Icky is Norwegian, so I figured I would uh, do something about my heritage and some, some of the mythology that I really appreciate. So... So, yeah, I, I know you told me recently you've been getting really into Norse mythology and the Thor movies, I mean, the comics, too, they've been root, rooted in that same Norse mythology, like it's public domain. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I've kind of read a few comics from Thor over the years. Have, has everyone here happened to read Thor comics? Were they any of your go-to in the comic rotation? They weren't in my... I, I never really got into the Thor comic books, but... That's uh, surprising that this movie's already over ten years old. Yeah, twelve years old. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna like later in the show I'm gonna talk about some of the comparisons and contrasts to actual mythology. So, because I, I did a whole bunch of research just for this show. So the one thing I uh, was thinking about is I thought in the comics he actually had like an invisible rope that was attached to the hammer, and that's why when he threw it. It would, it would Mjolnir. pull him. Yeah. Mjolnir or whatever. Yeah. yeah, reading the comics, like I never heard that until the movie said, said out loud. I had no idea how to pronounce that, reading it in the comics. I'm like, M-J-O-L-N-I-R. Is, well, what's silent here? What am I missing? Yeah. Well, you know, it's Norwegian, and Mjolnir, and Yggdrasil and Asgard, and... And they even have fun with that in the movie. Jotunheimer. They, they pronounce, uh, one of the assistants pronounce uh, Thor's hammer, uh, like the name of it wrong. It's like, oh, he's going for Munna again. And just like, yeah, they have some, 
interesting comic relief. So, yeah, I guess the movie kind of kicks off. Like, the whole first half hour is pretty much all the Norse, the Norse realm of Asgard. Well, it's in Asgard, and all these uh, Jotuns, or uh, frost giants, are, like, invading. And so, basically, Loki is the trickster, and he's, he, he helps them get into Asgard. Because Yoki is a Jotun, or was a Jotun, and then he got adopted by Thor after um, a battle. But um, then Thor goes to Jotunheimer... And basically, Odin gets mad at Thor because he doesn't want to start war. So basically, he he uh, expels Thor from Asgard and brings him down to Midgard, which is, I believe, if I remember right, is Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they live in this thing called the Yggdrasil, and Yggdrasil, and uh, it's called the World Tree, and it, it's like the the it's like their version of a Milky Way map of their galaxy. Yeah, yeah like the nine worlds, you know. Yeah, so that was interesting. You know, you bring up Thor, and he's getting banished. You know, Chris Hemsworth, you can see in the background, there were people watching the video there, um, ducking out of the way. It's kind of, it was crazy. I rewatched this on Disney Plus. It's streaming there right now. And, and just seeing Chris Hemsworth now, like, what, 12, 12 years ago, and this first movie, like, to start off, he's totally arrogant, super smug, and, you know, heir to the throne. But, like you said, Odin banishes him right away. What do you think of Anthony Hopkins playing Odin? I thought he was I just love awesome. That. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's kind of weird because uh, the, 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 the Jotun are the bad guys. Well, the Jotun were the enemies of the gods in Norse mythology, too. But Thor was married, supposedly, to a Jotun. Uh, Loki was Jotun. Yeah, they kind of make that as, like, a big reveal. and Well, they kind of have, like, a, a truce or a peace treaty, kind of, where, they you know, we can't break this truce. But... but then Thor invades, and it kind of messes that up. And it's kind of funny, because when Thor is expelled down to Earth, Molinar is expelled down to Earth, too. Yeah, and they kind of make them separate, where where Odin takes away Thor's powers, so he can't yield Mjolnir anymore. And Well, you know, here's a little thing about Thor. Thor was not originally a Norse god. He was more Germanic when it came about, huh. and then it, when the when they moved up there, they kind of adopted Thor into their pantheon. And so, how did you like that rewatching this, or just just from memories from it, from like the first half hour and how they did you think it was too deep on the Norse mythology for the first half hour I liked before they came to the modern times? Because I know I've talked to other people over the years where they said the first two Thor movies were. I, I loved the first two Thor movies, but some people said, "Oh, it's too heavy duty on the." On the mythology stuff, I like it more grounded in modern times. I, I really liked it. I thought they gave a... It's not like the whole movie is. It's only like about a quarter of the movie takes place in that. I really liked it, you know. And then he, he makes friends on Earth, you know, a scientist. Yeah. And so he, they're got, trying to get Molnar back. And What did you think of the scientists? And headed up by Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. And then you also have uh, Stellan Skarsgård as the Dr. Eric and... The comic relief of the film is their assistant, Darcy. Uh, Darcy uh, Is she the one who's complaining about her, uh, her by, iPod? Yeah, played by Kat Dennings. Yeah, that's the other thing watching this. Yeah, Or I guess, yeah, what did you think of like just like the, the, the modern day cast from everyone here? I liked it, personally. I thought they did a good job. I thought everyone did a good job in this movie. I really liked the guy who played Loki, though. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. One of, the, one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting in this is how they uh, made Asgard... And what was it, Yoden? Yoden or something. Um, but their their planets are more like icebergs in space. Like they have a, they're just like they're on the top. But then if they go to the other side, it's like a, a flip, flip free, like flip side of it instead of like being like a, a globe. As they were talking about the world tree, you know, like 
it's basically a giant tree in Norse mythology that holds all the worlds together. You know, that would be like the roots of the tree in a sense. Okay. Yeah, I love the when they're in the Asgard and then in Jotunheim too, where just like the, the set design, the CG set design for it was just... It, it's darker, especially in the Jotunheim. It's like dark and cold. It kind of reminded me of some of the fantasy films we watched a couple of months ago when we were doing Fantasy Month. Like Le- Legend? Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I agree with you 100% on how they portrayed Jotunheim. Just where they just, they're, they show Thor and his crew looking for, to confront uh, the frost giants to, for, to get in diplomatic talks. And they just kind of ease out of the icebergs there. And it's just, oh, I love I love the okay. lighting and the CG. I'm going to say something that's really kind of reminiscent of another movie. When that giant robot or whatever it is, that giant soldier that Loki sends to Earth to kill mm-hmm. Thor, that's reminiscent of the uh, robot in uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yep. Oh, that's a yep. really good Yeah, I, I thought that thought about that too. What did, you, what did you all think of the, the Rainbow Bridge? I forget what oh, it's Oh, Bifrost. Yeah, the Bifrost. That's an actual thing in Norse mythology, too. I loved how they portrayed that in the movie. Like, this mystical bridge and how they have to travel on it. To get to the different worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like their version of a portal to fast travel, do faster than light speed. And then another thing I really liked is when, uh, when Thor was, like, traveling and they had the two goats, you know, pulling the... Uh, the chariot mm-hmm. that's an actual thing in norse mythology too but here's the thing i don't understand odin in norse mythology he has two ravens i can't remember their names and they would tell him the things that are going on in the wor- realms or worlds and uh there was no ravens in this movie sure. which okay. was kind of weird because if you want to be accurate you know with odin you have to have the ravens i don't um, recall seeing anyone i rewatched no no there wasn't and it's kind of funny because in the later Thor movies, there's like a, a, a wolf, and the wolf is Frenner, but in the movies, it, uh, it, Loki doesn't have any kids. But in Norse mythology, Loki had like three kids. Uh, one was Frenner, one was the, 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 world, the world serpent, and then there, there was another one. I can't remember their, what they were or what their name was, but they, they were you know released at Ragnarok, so... Now, I have no idea how accurate it was North mythology and how it was portrayed, but one aspect at least portrayed, I thought portrayed great in the film was a small supporting character, but the times he appeared on screen just like maybe seven or eight times was throughout the, the film. Was that the Bifrost guy? The Guardian uh, Heimdall, played by Idris Elba, just doing that phenomenal role as the guy you do not want to mess with. I don't know. He's kind of, he kind of like stole the film for me as like the sixth man of the movie. I don't know what was y'all that, think. Was that the guy with the red beard? No, he's no, like the no. He's the guy with the sword that opens the Bifrost. Bifrost, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I said. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, you know, whenever the few times he speaks, or he's he's Loki confronts him a couple times, and you know, Thor's calling out for him to open the Bifrost. There's one of the more climatic scenes in the later in the film. You like can't they, but help but feel for the guy and just just empathize for him and be like, all right, time to kick ass. And then Loki wants to destroy Jutten, Juttenheimer, Juttenheimer. Uh, so they have to destroy the Bifrost Bridge in order to not destroy Jotunheim and cause war. Mm-hmm. I, I like on that Bifrost Bridge when they have that final battle with Thor and Loki on there, and like they're just smashing the bridge too, just doing a little bit of collateral damage to it. You just see the pieces of it flying off. I thought that was very well done in the film. The, the thing that I was really impressed with was how well they uh, did the movements and everything with this hammer. I mean, just coming up, you know, when he's spinning it and then he's putting it into the ground and throwing, you know, the rocks at the people. And then the way that the camera would follow the hammer when he would throw it and everything. Well, you they know, just did a really good job with that. Depending on what part of uh, Scandinavia you're from, 
Uh, Thor's hammer looks different in every every different country, whether it be Danish, Swedish, Finnish. I, a lot of, a lot of Norse mythology, though. I heard uh, I was talking to a friend about it. A lot of Norse mythology actually doesn't come from Norway; it comes from Iceland. Oh, I don't know how many of the MCU movies you've seen, Icky, but they do give. Thor, a few different hammers throughout the course of the films. What was the name of the other one they used in the later films? I forget. Uh, was it like Warbreaker or something like that? Or yeah, but that wasn't a hammer. That was an. It was like was, a big axe. Or, yeah, it was an axe or Sith. Uh, but I like you know I liked uh, I like Thor and I like Thor Love and Thunder. That I was my least favorite. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Eh. Well, Ragnarok actually. Ragnarok, the third one, is probably my least favorite. That, well, Ragnarok. I watched Ragnarok in the original Thor a couple days ago. And, you know, if they were going to do something with Ragnarok, I think that they should have done it more mythologically speaking, Mm -hmm. like truthful mythology instead of the Marvel mythology. Well, at least with uh, Love and Thunder, they brought back Natalie Portman, because I I loved her in these first couple of movies with her. What did y'all think of, like, the way her and uh, Thor, kind of their dynamic growth throughout the film? I'm not a huge fan of Natalie Portman. Oh, not a fan of her? So, okay. I mean, she did, I I thought she did pretty Pretty decent in these movies, but as a general rule, I don't really like. Two words. Are, are you still are you still sore from the uh, Star Wars prequels? <laughs> <laughs> two two sore or uh, two words for you: Space Vikings. Space Vikings. <laughs> I'm sure, I know, there's been other things she's been fantastic in over the years, but yeah, she does have a few films. I mean, everyone can make a zillion jokes about the Star Wars prequels, but uh, uh, was she? Was she? Uh, I, I think real young. Yeah, I mean, she was in uh, the Professional, right? She was just a kid yeah, in that one, right? I yeah, that was, was like I think her first movie. Was yeah. she Padme? Yeah. Yeah. Really? And which one? The first the first three or all, all three of the original or just... Or all three of the prequels. Yeah. All three of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, Padme, Pad, Padme was kind of cool. Well, I think it was Hayden Christensen that gets a lot of uh, good-natured grief for, for his performances as in Anakin. those prequels. Yeah, yeah. But... It's kind of... Well, I'm going to bring something up because uh, Marvel is owned by Disney and so is Star Wars. But in the in the original prequels uh, or the original series, at the end of Return of the Jedi, they show someone who looks exactly like that Christian guy that uh, who played Anakin in the prequels, even though the prequels hadn't come out yet when they made the special edition of Star Wars. I guess one other aspect of this original film I liked a lot too is they kind of show a lot of correlations to other mythologies, uh, like where they have everyone with kind of like King Arthur being the one that. Oh, well, being Excalibur. the one yield the Excalibur, From they show the, everyone trial trying to lift Thor's hammer because only Thor or whoever Mjolnir deems worthy can lift it. So they have those not so thinly veiled uh, uh, metaphors to King Arthur. I, th- I thought that was great. They had a lot of fun comic relief and with then that. Loki, Loki wants to kill Odin, yeah. which is kind of funny because one of Loki's sons in Norse mythology eats Odin. <laughs> yeah, we gotta give a shout out to Tom Hiddleston. He did just a. Crazy good job as the trickster Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Loki is a trickster god, but, you know, um, the lexicon for, like, the different Nor- Norse Norse places or Norwegian places or Scandinavian, I'll say. But, uh, uh, like, it can be spelled L-O-K-I, L-O-K-E, and then there's one called Parad Loki. It all depends on where you go, you know, what the lexicon is, so... So, Icky, you said, like, this last couple of weeks you've been wanting to do Thor. Another reason is just you've just been getting on a big kick in recent weeks and just diving into learning all about Norse mythology, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm Nordic by by uh, birth, so I'm trying to recapture my heritage. Do you think Thor is, like, a nice, like, help, helpful little catalyst to get a, to learn more just, like, and dive deep into these more sides? more the actual yeah. stuff. I You know, I didn't really learn anything from... 
from Marvel. I uh, it, it inspired me to see what the actual stories were and stuff. And they did get something right about Thor, um, that he is a drunk. Oh, yeah. Kind of a, a lush, or he's kind of a lush. Um, yeah. yeah, he shows a, little, a bit of character growth in this film, there's huh? a story. There's a story in Norse mythology where the, the, uh, some, a Jotun steals Thor's Molinar, the, the hammer, and he has to dress like a woman in order to get the hammer back. But when they bring, they bring the woman to the feast, who is really Thor... He drinks like three casks of egg or a mead, and eats like three ox. And they go, "Well, why is she so hungry?" <laughs> and they go, "They go, well, she hasn't eaten anything in a long time." And then it, it, they find out that the woman is really Thor, and they he gets them all in her back, and there's a battle that ensues. And hijinks have have a hijinks happen. <laughs> and Loki, Loki is actually portrayed as a woman. He was he was a, a horse and he gave birth to like a nine-legged horse. And then he was also portrayed as this old woman who milks cows who had kids too. So it's kind of weird. So, original Thor movie from 2011, all these years later, how would you say it holds up? I I like it. Personally, Thor is my favorite Avenger. I, you know, I'm not a big Hulk fan and I don't really like Captain America and I Definitely don't like Iron Man. Yeah, this was my first time watching it since in theaters when it first came out. So I was a little I'm like, I have no idea how I remember liking it, but yeah, I thought it still held up splendidly. And just, like I said, the just the overall aesthetics for for the not only the Asgard themes but also the main Earth scenes. Also, I thought and just like the right the right blend. I had some early memories. I thought they overdid it a little bit on the comic relief with some like the assistants and Darcy and all that. But I think they walk that fine line on just keeping it having that right balance to just uh so you don't get they don't go too deep into the Norse mythology stuff but i think they have the right balance for the amount there to counteract with all the your traditional mcu action scenes i think it's just it's like a great uh mixture of everything i don't know are you the same same wavelength too paul yeah uh well like i said i never really got into thor when i was little into the comic books but the marvel movies made me really uh really like him and marvel also made me dislike hulk they, I thought they just ruined Hulk for me in the in these these Marvel movies. All right, so uh, I want to advertise a couple things before we go. Um, I guess before we jump into that real quick, I just wanted to make sure to give the kind of like the couple usual things we hit for stats here for Rotten Tomatoes critics aggregate score is seventy seven percent, audience is seventy six percent, so pretty general good good reviews there. And then box office, this is where it really dominated. 150 million budget, so you know they got a lot of special effects in there, but they almost tripled it, 449.3 million. And then I just threw this in there as a fun stat since you know Thor, uh, North Mythology, it's public domain. Some other uh, movie companies decided to capitalize to get maybe some some uh, maybe accidental viewings. They did a straight to video version of another movie called Almighty Thor in the same year, but it was like a straight to video low budget movie where it has uh, the one and only big sexy Kevin Nash as Odin, <laughs> yeah. and Cody Deal as Thor, and Richard Grieco as Loki. So, and it's actually streaming on like Tubi, Voodoo, and Peacock. So, if you want to see a really low budget like. CD version of Thor. There, there's, there's, there you go. So, all right. So, what, what do you got here, Icky? I want to, I want to promote two things actually. Um, uh, Time Bomb Championship Wrestling is having a uh, event called Here to Slay on Thursday, March sixteenth, Sanctuary Events Center, Fargo, North Dakota. Doors at seven p.m. Show eight p.m. Twenty one plus, and it looks like it's going to be a very good show. 
Another thing I wanted to bring up is I want to get people's ideas on a matter. Um, I'm a horror writer, but I was wondering if, if, you know, if I were to publish anything, if, you know, it would be, you know, promoted. So uh, send your texts or uh, your, your, your emails. Where can people send those emails, Tony? Or I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, well, we, how about well, we could give out the uh, GF Best Source. They could go to gfbestsource.com, the website. There's a contact us button on the top there, and they'll, they'll send that, their submissions right to us, or our email is local at gfbestsource.com. Or they just comment on the show in the, on the Facebook or YouTube listings, too. We could see it that way. All yeah, kinds of ways. That would be cool. I, I, need, to, I need to get people people's input whether it would be something i should do so so i guess speaking of plugs and wrap up uh we, we're gonna wrap things up here before we do we gotta hear a shout out from our friends at executive properties are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done asap well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right. So I guess a quick shout out to a couple of other things going on GFBS this week. Uh, earlier today on Midwest Super Pixel Pros, uh, well, we may have crowned a new Ultimate Pixel Pro champion. <laughs> we had some uh, invigorating rounds of Mortal Kombat X. Ain't that right, Paul? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so check that out. And, uh, and, and then a ton of other good interviews going on this week. I know earlier this week we interviewed Victor Meza for the Polar Plunge, a great uh, nonprofit uh, fundraiser. To ch- really a lot of good info to check out. You can check that out on the GFBS interview with John Roberts. And just a couple of over a dozen shows we release every week. You can find on gfbestsource.com or just search GFBS on your favorite social media or podcast apps. So... All right, so Icky, and then also you can catch up on all past shows, easy access, weirdcinema.podbean.com. Go there for a quick and easy download of the audio versions of the show, or you can just search that on podcast app to subscribe and have quick, easy access to shows that way. So, Icky, we will be off next week. We, yes, we will. We will be returning in two weeks. What will we be talking about then? I don't know. Um, I, well, think, I think we had one movie in mind, right? Yes, I believe so. I know. Are, is it going to be? Are we going to uh, keep people in suspense, or do you want to reveal it? Uh, we'll keep them in suspense. All right. We'll see you next couple weeks, Grand Forks. Stay weird.